It's a brand new week. That means a new episode of the Social Geeks podcast. I am your host, Yolanda Mobisela. In today's episode, wow, I get to uh, have a conversation with Dise Tumudubu. She is a very, very phenomenal woman um, that worked in South Africa and is now working in the UK. She has done amazing things um, in contributing to, to the tech communities in South Africa. And, and she led a very um, beautiful uh, tech student organization um, during her student leadership days at the Tony University of Technology. Look, before I get into more details, grab yourself a ticket to the Student Build Conference at studentbuildconf.eventbrite.com. You don't want to miss this exciting event. And if you want to know more about the the event, just go to um, studentbuildcon on Twitter and studentbuildconf.org. Um, really, it's it's a very exciting event, more especially that the speakers are students and you 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 can you can attend you know you can attend to 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 listen and to learn on what other students are doing in in the country and beyond borders um back to the episode um thank you very much for choosing social geeks podcast um to listen to it and let's dive into my beautiful conversation with this She is a young tech South African-born software engineer, challenging the norms of societies and stereotypes, seeking to always expand her knowledge and skills. She is a noob gamer, and she holds a certificate from Monash um, University and completed her computer system engineering um, at the Tony University of Technology. She is involved in tech communities in South Africa and won several hackathons. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for having me here. All right. Uh, can you kindly please give our listeners, you know, uh, a little background about yourself and where your tech journey began? Um. I'll say a little background goes when I was in grade eight and it was a time where, you know, picked, uh, what do you call this? Like your high school where you were going. And there was one specific high school that I did not want to go to because of, it was just something minor that I, um, as to why I didn't want to go. So I ended up going to a technical high school and then when I got to grade 10, there was like three subjects that we had to choose between um, mechanical technology, electrical technology, and civil technology. So then I went ahead choosing electrical technology because everyone was just raving about how hard it is. So I was like, let me just take it. I'm sure it's not that hard. And when I got there, it was just that kind of like showed me how people's perception is you know especially when they find a female doing something that's mostly overdone by males which is like a talked about topic all the all the time so um I since then I was like you know what I think I'm gonna love doing things related to electrical like um hardware and software and then came university and 
I, I don't know. I, I don't see myself necessarily doing anything than what I'm currently doing. And especially with the diploma that I have now, it just does not limit me to taking software engineering. It just opens up more to software and hardware related things. So I think since then, since I was in grade 10, I had more, I was leaning towards tech. Interesting stuff. And like walk us through your typical day. How does your typical day look like um, on, a, on a daily basis? Okay, with the new normal and the fact that we are in a global crisis right now, I love working from home. So my typical day would be like literally getting up a good maybe 20 minutes or like depending, yeah, 20 minutes or 10 minutes before my stand-up. So um, just to get ready for the day and once I just go through my daily stand-up I just then zone out for a second just to make sure that okay this is my daily target or goals that I'm going to meet for the day and then I just go about working and seeing whether I complete the goals or not and now that I work from home I actually miss my like knock-off time so you get that I just work until like your 7 p.m or 6 p.m or so which I need to stop very soon but as a software engineer, before the pandemic, I, I loved being at the office because of um, the interactions that you'd get with other software engineers. And not only software engineers, but your product owners as well, people within tech, but don't necessarily code. So I'd say um, it'd be having interactions with other people who are as like-minded as I am and getting their different opinions on anything that I'd like to chat to them about. All right. Um, so that's very interesting actually um, to think that um, as much as we are trying to accept the new normal, um, it has actually ripped us off um, the social aspect of things, you know, going to the office, um, <clears throat> interacting with, with people instead of just being in a, in a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. or just a, a meeting, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's something that we need to start accepting, mm -hmm. but it's just taking away everything, the social aspect of things. Yeah. Um, just to talk about your journey a little bit, um, I want us to start where you were still a student leader, right? I know you've been involved um, in organizations and I also want to know how has that um, you being involved influenced your career today? Um, I'll take it back to when I was in first, I was doing my first year at TUT. I remember during my first semester, I was literally the kid that just went to attend classes and then go back home immediately. I strictly told myself that I'm not going to socialize with anyone. I don't come here to make friends and stuff. And my second semester, I started doing things differently. I think that that was when I met um, a few great friends of mine who are still my friends right now, who are very in deep and interested in anything IoT related, anything 
tech and nerdy. So then I started hanging out with them. And I'm sure you know all of them. <laughs> so then um, <laughs> hanging out. Obviously. Yeah. So from hanging out with them, we started a club at Varsity called Brain Hackers. So since then, uh, we went to like our first hackathon. And we did great at our f- first hackathon. I think we won third place. So since then, the drive of of um, just wanting to be involved in things outside of what the curriculum caters for you. Because at the end of the day, honestly, you we are all going to acquire the same degree or diploma, but there needs to be that nitty-gritty, like something that you do outside of your daily routine as a student that really pushes you for. So then being uh, with the Brain Hackers has really opened my eyes to other organizations that I never knew existed, just to name a few, um, Geek Culture and Girl Code. So then that's how as well we, we got into the leadership, like for GKSS within the student, as a student campus um, society. And then since then, it's, it's like you it kind of gave me a responsibility in a sense of what is it that I would want my peers to know at this very, at the very beginning of their career, you know, as they study. And it, I, I'm thankful for those opportunities because it got, we, we got to break certain, um, what do you call events and certain eye opening um what do you call uh, practical sessions that really helped many students to branch out out of their ordinary class life and whatnot. And yeah, for me, that's, yeah, that, that's about it. And how is the whole experience, you know, and also balancing the work, you know, because I know as in academia or when you um, still studying, you have a lot of work to do mm. and also when you're interested in things outside academics like your tech and what they do in the industry you know it's, it's, it's time consuming because yeah, yeah. you're more interested in what they're doing in mm. the industry so how are you balancing you know everything and and your experiences well? yeah oh there's no balance <laughs> i remember having up, <laughs> i think i took there was one semester I took like eight modules because I failed like one of them the previous semester. So I took up eight modules so that I can like literally finish up. Even though they were clashing, I did whatever in my power to just try and go through them. And what really helps kind of like try trying to establish a balance is that finding people within that group of yours that you are like the same community that you're in, you know, the same people that you go to hackathons to or the same people that you do these extracurriculums with, finding a structure where you guys help each other as well academically, you know, and it was it was quite hard for me. I don't want to lie. Having, I remember there'd be weekends where I'd still be working in a sense, like I'd, I'd be like working Monday to Sunday and do the same thing the next week and so forth so you kind of like sacrifice your social life but you still have a, 
a social life within what you're doing. You know, you're just getting to miss out on a few things that can be missed out on. So it was it was really hard. I don't want to lie. And I think that personally for me, probably that's that's why I couldn't like definitely finish on record time, which I would have loved to. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't finish on record time because there would have been things that I didn't get to do that I've already done um, now. So it, it, it's hard finding a balance. And and what are the things that you have learned in, in that process? You know, the, the key takeaways from, uh, from, from the things that you were doing, not finishing on record time, which you would, you would have loved to, um, and also the things that you have learned in the process. What are, what are the key takeaways? For me, the key takeaways would be finding your people, like finding the people that you want to be or the people that have the same drive as you will take you very far and not sleeping on the network that you have. Honestly, I've to, to where I am right now, it's because of the people that I have been in contact with or the people that I chose that, hey, I want to I wanna be in this circle, you know, um, that literally leads you as far as you can never even imagine for yourself. And, and also another key aspect of this would be do things that you, you just want to do, you know, like don't, don't do something just because it's the current hype or don't do something just because you're forced into doing it. Because if you don't love it, if you don't have the passion for it, you just strive for a very long time. You won't find happiness in it. So I, um, with that being said, I'll, I'd say that um, don't downplay what you can do. Yeah. All right. I think I can, I can really agree with you and like doing things because of it's the current hype, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of things that people are hyping, you know, yeah. and if you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know um, the things that you're capable to, like in doing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a sort analysis about your life, you know, and about your career to say, okay, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I can use this as my, you know, as my strength or, you know, or, or just constantly improving yourself, but do not really do something because it's the current thing to do or just because everybody's just jumping into it. Start by analyzing yourself and seeing if you really want to do that thing, if you're really passionate about that thing. Sometimes I think the things that you're passionate about don't really bring money, you know, um, but it's more of, you know, how can I do something now that I will still be enjoying doing in five years to 10 years from now? Not because it's it's the current thing to do, you know? I fully agree with you on that one. Yeah, definitely. So, so you you mentioned a little bit earlier on, I don't know, I just love hackathons for some I reasons, do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so you, 
you you mentioned that you you guys were attending hackathons and it was like eye opening um while you were still students and I assume you still attend hackathons even now you like you're working um you still do attend hackathons I know you know I just know you do <laughs> I can't get away from them you know I'd say it's my last one but then I'll still do the next one. Yeah, yeah. I I remember you. We once had a conversation over um, attending hackathons. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's great. We learn, you know. But um, I had a lot of projects that were in my laptop mm-hmm. that I didn't even bother um bother building after the hackathons, yeah. you know. And we we talked about <laughs> we 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 talked about you know um how how that actually made you to want to stop attending hackathons you know let's 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 talk about it let's let's talk about it um what what do you think can be done you know in terms of that and what do you think from 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 the organizers perspective and also from our end as well you know as participants in hackathons um what what i'd say can be done is um it's all up to you the participant honestly because uh, the your, the people that organize the hackathons can only do as far but if you don't take it upon yourself to actually want to grow your idea and build upon it like no one is going to hold your hand and just push you and say yes we want this like do this this is what we're going to give you you know i've noticed that as much as your idea can be amazing your idea can win hackathons how you take it to the next step it's all up to you the team that you have and the work ethic so honestly it's just up to you the individual that's participating you know and a lot of times we just leave those um projects on hold because there's another hot new hackathon coming up so it does take a lot of discipline to constantly just work on that one idea and one thing i saw but this was later on during like my hackathon years was that you rather bring the same idea with each and every hackathon but you're going to add a few elements of whatever it is that's the problem statement and i remember doing that but it was at a later stage and that's when i noticed that hey you can like drive out this one idea but adding more features to it as you attain each and every single hackathon i think it's one of the things that i took from one of the participants that i'm very close with that i know so yeah that's when i saw that hey you actually can like drive it out rather than to just pick an idea work on it and just drop it and then do the same thing all over again I I think I also find found found out about that at a later stage. Mm. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, you're right. You have been doing that <laughs> Yeah, because I think what we do wrong is I'm going to include myself because I'm one of the people that was just not getting this right, mm-hmm. you know. So what we do wrong is there's the next hackathon coming. Yeah. We go there we bring some solution we build that solution it doesn't mean mm-hmm. uh, another thing is coming we leave that one we come up with another new thing it's, it's just sometimes it's just it just doesn't work no, to be honest no, no. Uh, one concrete 
idea that you believe in. You know, every time when you go to a hackathon, you look at how you can align you know, the hackathon and with, with, you, with your idea or your project, you know. So instead of you studying over again and again, you can just get, you know, features. Um, depending on the rules of the hackathon as well, because I know there are hackathons that don't allow that, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I, it's, it's something that I wish somebody could have told me earlier on. You know, doing this wrong. <laughs> like, stop wasting um, your time. Stop, stop wasting it. You're never going to get this right. You know, it's, it's part of the strategy that people are using and you should start opening your eyes. Mm. But hey, nobody nobody was talking about yeah. it. Nobody was telling us about it. So we had to learn it the, the hard way yeah. and, and we eventually caught up. Hey, we eventually caught up. Um, so I know you worked in South Africa before you left South Africa. Mm-hmm. And you were working at this um, company. Not sure if I should mention the name because I know it. Yeah. And I, I want <laughs> I want us to talk about your experience working at you know a South African you know tech company. Oh, it was. How was it? I loved working at that company. The reason why I loved it, it was more of the culture there, and how. I got the job. I remember it was through a recruitment. Um, one of the individuals that was working there um, saw me through the Girl Code Hackathon. So then I think from there, how the process went from taking the technical um, test and all of that and finally working at the company, I saw that they it's like they groomed me for, for a couple of months as I was an intern. I think I was an intern for, was it six, three months or six, three, six? Yeah, six months. Somewhere there. Somewhere there. Somewhere there. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere there. <laughs> so then um, it's, it, for me, it was a, it was a, I didn't know, um, what do you call this, uh, PHP, and I didn't know how, what, how to, along with the Laravel fr- framework, you know, and having worked there with people that were very supportive of your growth was very eye-opening for me, you know. It kind of made me realize that, you know what, I spent so much time at school learning about other things and within like maybe four years or so and within a short space or amount of time that I was at that company and what I got to learn and the resources that I had, it was it was amazing that, okay, it just took these amount of months for me to work on something and I'm already having some of my work going to production and it was just it was just an eye-opener for me you know I really enjoyed working there and more over the tradition you know it wasn't like a corporate work where you just had to be in your ties and your pencil skirt and stuff it was like a very chilled dev house place you know and um I'd say one of my takes from there is the values of the company working there. You know, a lot of people say that the tech companies that they've worked at in South Africa aren't like, you know, as hip, as poor as the one that I was working in. So I I really did enjoy my time there. 
And was it something that you were expecting? Like, I know you were coming from like uh, tertiary and you're now transitioning into the industry and you started there. Was it, did, did your expectations, did no, did your reality meet your expectations? Vice versa, somewhere there, somewhere there. It was totally different from what I was expecting working there. It was so different. That was when I saw that, you know what, you can study for four years and not actually necessarily use what you studied in or for your daily working, like routines. So it was very different. It, it blew my mind. Mm, interesting. I, I should start there, perhaps. Yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> have a nice program as well. Hint, hint. Yeah, I, I I saw it. I saw it as well. I saw. I got a plug. I got a plug. Um, I'll, I'll look into yeah. it. And then you moved to UK. Um, how's very how's your experience yeah. so far? How's your experience so far? Like working there, and also considering the fact that um you. I'm not sure about your previous company, how big it is, but I know that the current company that you're working uh, for is very, is very huge. Mm, yeah. You know, how's your experience so far there, and mm. and how is it now, like moving from? Uh, can I say small? I don't know how big it is, but I know it's smaller than the current one. You know, um, comparing the the two companies. Um, so yeah, so to quickly tell us about your experience working there. And moving from a small company um, to a large company, you know, how's how's everything? Um, working here has, um, oh, it's it's massive. Um, in a sense, where you know, you you take to consideration a lot of a lot of time. I'll think like, why am I here? Like, what is it about me that's so good and so best that they wanted me to come here? And more than anything, I'm seeing this as a learning opportunity. You know, it might just only be for two years, or I don't know how many years, but it's some. It's a learning opportunity that I'm that I'm that I have access to. And that I'm thankful for more than anything. And working here has been, it has opened my mind to a lot of other different, if I may say, um, different people. Okay. And because it's, 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 you get a lot of people from different nationalities, races, etc. So having that different dynamic, you know that each and every single person is going to bring forth something that's unique. You know, you get to work with people that you never thought that you'd work for or with in your life. And I, I'm, I'm glad to, to be at the place that I'm at right now, you know, and having that large scale from uh, being at a company in South Africa and now a company, one of the companies in the UK, it's 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 like a a whole different, you know, um, especially with how things operate this side compared to how they operate back at home. It it's it's a real eye opener to all of this, you know, 
me being here, I'm already like, what's next? You know, it's like I can I can literally go anywhere. That's how I, I see it. It's like, okay, from here, anything can happen. You know, that's how I saw how small the world is and how much of a huge impact that you can make wherever you are. You know, it has made me realize not to limit myself only to South Africa, but really open myself up to the world. And working here has made me realize that how much more the products that we produce, the work that we produce literally touches or has an impact on anyone in this entire world wherever the branches may be. So it's, it's I don't know, it's just amazing. In, in, interesting stuff. And um, without revealing too much, um, and without me wearing my detective um, hat, but what do you think we are sleeping on here at home? Mm -mm. Okay. In terms of? So in, in terms of, you know, how you guys are operating that side and how we are operating this side, you know, and, and also not really comparing much between the UK tech ecosystem, not comparing much to what we're doing here because we're still very young. But what do you think we, we are sleeping on, you know? Um, something that I've gone to notice is that most of the companies are really investing in young talent right now and that's a pickup that i got to see along especially around this year in south africa a lot of the uh the popular known tech companies are now investing in the youth i'd say that there was one thing that was lacking from south africa you know especially when you i remember having to apply for jobs they'd want these ridiculous outraged experiences you know as a as a very young varsity student you know coming straight out of varsity they want you to have specific things not knowing that hey you want to learn and also be able to kind of not necessarily make a living but get some compensation from compensate yeah get recognized like from the learning that you're doing you know and a lot of companies weren't doing much in that space and recently, I've started seeing a lot of other tech companies in South Africa pick up on that, that, hey, the youth has a lot of talent, you know. And I'd say that's one of the aspects uh, that I've seen that's more on this side. Because this side, they, with, with what I have experienced here or with um, the knowledge that I have so far here is all through the the system that that's already there at work in terms of how much they invest in in young talent you know they're not scared of just going out there and seeking um people whom are young from all over the world and literally putting them in this program and investing on their talent you know i've gotten to see that they they don't sleep on it you know even it's they know that you can do your best. They know that you can bring out more from what they give out to you. You know, they take the risk more than anything. And with us back in South Africa, we don't do that quite often. You know, we don't take the risk of saying that, oh, this young person has ambition or has ability. You know, let's just throw in a couple of money here and there and like invest in their future and growth. 
you know, we, I noticed that in South Africa, we want people who are baked already. We want already made, you know, like two minute noodles, easy, <laughs> easy mixes, you know. And it really takes time to produce good, good quality engineers. And I, I promise you, South Africa really has a great future in that, especially us young people. And it's just we just need companies who are willing to take that risk, who are willing to say that, okay, this is the foundation that we're giving out to you and this is as much as we can invest and really trusting that we're going to do best. I think so. So, from what I've noticed is that um, so in the UK, for example, uh, I'm not going to mention a company, but it's a it's a company that I'm sub- somehow affiliated with, okay. right? So here in South Africa, um, there was a, like a graduate program open, mm-hmm. right? So we wanted to apply, yeah. but in South Africa, are you you need to have like your degree already. Yeah. It's, you can't interview without having that degree, mm-hmm. right? And we look at somebody who's in, in the UK, right? Um, that person is probably in their second year and they they, they somehow intending for the same company, mm-hmm. you know? So that shows this that it's, it's, it's the same company. I'm not even saying it's, it's two different mm-hmm. companies. It's the same company yeah. for the fact that it's another you know, country and we are here at home, um, we still, I think we still look at requirements a lot and we still set the bar too high. Mm-hmm. So it's more of how can they now, you know, try to to tweak things a little bit, you know, because also what I've noticed is that you can have a qualification, like you just said, you have your diploma, mm-hmm. right? Um, the people that are probably going to graduate with you that are graduated, mm-hmm. that have graduated, but they don't have the skills, you know? So I think we still, we still want to go the paper route. We still want to follow uh, the rules, the procedures, like the everything and forgetting that sometimes it's, it's the skill that counts. Yeah, Yeah. True that. And it's, and it's what we're missing, honestly, you know, like the paper doesn't mean anything. Like you can have so many of them, so many qualifications, but if you cannot apply the work and what's currently needed, it's, it's pointless, you know, hence, hence um, what we spoke about earlier, like things such as attending hackathons or being part of a community while you are still in varsity really helps you get known or like expand more on the current skill set that you have, you know, I feel like um, that's one of the things that probably that, as you're saying, the other company mentioned, you said that they took someone that's already in their second year. Probably that's more because that they have, they are branching out of their maybe like ordinary day-to-day schooling life and probably are doing something outside that isn't, that isn't um, within the curriculum. And I feel that alone sets you far. It, it really does set you for. And it's some things that you can like put on your portfolio and stuff like that, on things that you've worked on. It really helps helps you get noticed out there. 
I mean, I mean that's true. Um, I I know that because I'm I'm part of the same organization that you were part mm-hmm. of, and just me being in this space and me being in the ground and me being in these events, you know, it's more like expanding my network, but also making sure that because I'm still at school, you know, you have to always have those questions that you ask. You know, ask people that have been there you know people that are already in the industry they know more than you yeah. you know they know the way you. so for you to put yourself out there to say hey i'm here um how can i do this mm-hmm. you know what what are you guys doing in the industry you know what is it that i have to know before i even come to the industry it kind of makes sense to build your CV while you're still in, in, in varsity or tissue institutions, or if, if you're a self-taught, like build, build your CV, you know, in, in, in your room or, or somewhere, like make sure you do extraordinary things so that you can set yourself apart from the rest of the people. And when they want to, when they want to employ people, it, it becomes more easier because you are unique and you have things that you've been doing, you know, outside the normal things that people are doing, yeah. you know, um, people go an extra mile of doing things, um in most cases they are the ones that I that gets opportunities. Let me just put it like yeah. that. True. Um yeah, so you know, I started preaching a little bit oh, there. <laughs> so <laughs> so getting getting back to getting back to, 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 to the conversation. Um so you you've been there, you you've seen things, I think. Um, what I always say is that so you are here at home back in South Africa and you now moved at, in the UK and you now exposed you know to these things like so I'm not saying because you're not in South Africa you well you're still in South Africa you're not exposed what I'm saying is that your your knowledge is now has now expanded and you now see things in a different way you know so what what do you think we we can actually improve it besides um, lowering, not really lowering, but besides, you know, fixing um, this thing of investing in, in young techies. Um, what, do you th- what do you think we can improve on as far as um, the tech ecosystem in South Africa is concerned? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um... Honestly, I would say back at home, we are doing amazing things. I don't want to lie. You know, we we are doing amazing things concerning tech-related because we are actually all interested in taking part and really are um, riding alongside with the big guns who, you know, because, I mean, like, you know that recently Amazon has their, uh, they opened up their, they launched a server in South Africa, some, I think in Cape Town or something. Yes. Yeah. Cape Town. Yes. Yes. Things like that. Like when, I think when you see bigger companies like that now wanting to invest in African countries and stuff like that, for me, it's, it's, it's a take on, Hey, more of our people in Africa, they're actually getting, they working on these new tech tools, like often, you know, like they, they really are making use of them more and more. And I think with with South Africa, it's like 
there's so much to be tapped on, but as in like there's a gap that can be filled and that is already getting filled by young people out there and all the ones that are within the tech industry. And it's all about, I would say like, it's all about participation. You know, it's all about how far you want to see yourself and your country grow. You know, it's, it's, it's our responsibility, you know, along those lines. There's so much that we can do, but we're not, I can't say exactly what we're doing, you know, because all of it, it's, I'd say for once, maybe like a larger thing that I'm seeing a lot of companies, a lot of startups tapping on is e-commerce, you know, like that's one area that, that there's a gap within South Africa on that aspect. So a lot of people are really waking up and really starting to realize that there's so much things that we can utilize to make in te- technology wise to make better. And especially during this pandemic, I saw how like staying here and how it would have been staying back home. I'll say staying here technology wise, it has been so easy, you know, from literally just order, ordering things on your device and getting them like the next day, this was like mid during a pandemic and back at home, it'd be like a a hassle to get things delivered to you. You know, like it'd be, it'd be through so many channels. And that's one aspect. I think this global pandemic has taught um, South Africa and other potential startups and companies out there that there's a whole lot of, there's a new market to be tapped on. And I'm seeing a few startups like starting to act on that. And it's something that's great, you know, and it's just, there's so many, I get, I get even, I get so, um, what do you call this? I get so excited knowing that there's so much uh, to be, to, to like uh, space to fill, you know, it even gives me hope that, Hey, I can be working on something now that I know that it's going to be valuable for when I go back home, you know, so it's, it's, it's an, it's an, it's an amazing time right now for our country, like technology wise, like the things that are happening so far, they are getting better and better. I mean, when you, when you, <laughs> when you, when you, when you touched on e-commerce, like I got a little, a little bit excited yeah. Like, yay, I can have all of my things. And I know very well that they'll be delivered at the gate. But I I somehow was one of the people that were not, I, I did not like putting my banking details online. You know, I, I did not like, um, it, it, it just didn't sound, sound right. I mean, I would prefer going to the shop, buying the thing, and I come back with it at home, you know, and really the pandemic just made, you know, us to be, I don't know, to buy more online because I know very well that definitely going to be um, delivered. But apart from that, the fact that we are growing and, and they have made payments now to be secured. So, you know, very well that you, are not going to be hacked exactly. or, or something that actually as well like gives you and you know, sure. I, I can I can really and, and yeah. also if you if you notice there's certain banks that are now using virtual cards 
So you can like literally create your own virtual card that has a long card number, that has a CVV at the back and everything. And you can use that to shop online. And if you're not secure or if you're not like trustworthy of that site and you want to delete your banking details, you literally just delete that um, virtual card that you have with your certain bank and it won't take money from your card anymore because it'd be unlinked. So a lot of banks are really tapping into that already and specifically also in one of our banks back at home is actually those virtual card things and that's also something that really expands tech you know like if people are now are bound to get more comfortable with it you know you we bound to move along with the times yeah indeed indeed but I love the fact that uh, I'm seeing like so much growth, especially in South Africa mm. and other African. And I also love the fact that we are now, I think it's more of realization and now starting to shy away from copying what, you know, the Western people are doing. Mm-hmm. And we're now like trying to localize our solutions mm-hmm. and kind of look at what will work for yeah. our people yeah. and, and us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of the time we get misled, misleaded or like think that looking up to the Western culture is what we need. You know, we forget to really tap into what we already have, what's already within our identity, you know. For instance, um, if you look at how, I don't know if I, can I, okay, it's wildly used everywhere, so I can say it. So if you, if you look at how, for instance, like Google Translate, you know, a lot of indigenous African languages, there are like lack a lot of data, you know, and I think that's, that's a mission for us as South Africans and Africans as a whole to really fill up that database, you know, make it to work accordingly to how we'd interact with it on a daily basis. You know, there's a lot of, hence I'm still saying, there's a lot of gaps to be filled in. There's so much more that still needs to be done, you know. And us ourselves collecting our own data would be a great place to start so that we start utilizing things or creating things for us Africans as a whole, you know, rather than always looking up to the Western world and be like, oh, what are they doing? Okay, let's try and mimic that because it's really getting old now, you know. Yeah, and we're not winning. To be honest, like getting into a platform and feel like it's the same platform as the other one, Zakabek's yeah. platforms. <laughs> that one, I... <laughs> so, so, so really um, localizing solutions and looking at, you know, our problems and trying to solve them with what we have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that sometimes we don't even do needs assessment. Sometimes we don't even, you know, take our time and and, and put the product out there mm-hmm. and, and let the users, you know, give feedback so that we can constantly um, improve improve our products. Mm-hmm. We, we don't do that. Um, I think I've, I've, I've interviewed, um, so just back, backtracking to 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 google translate mm-hmm. i've interviewed mugonji and i was very impressed with what he's doing with shizonga organization uh, because 
you you can tell when you're talking to a person that this person did their research yeah. this person knows what he's talking about you know mm-hmm. this person has a target audience you get it mm-hmm. he knows that in south africa or uh, not even in south africa i have like my target audience is like three million you know mm-hmm. roughly approximately yeah. you know so those are the people that i am targeting mm-hmm. and i'm constantly working on 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 on, on the product because I have to keep on improving it, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm doing my research. It's not like I'm putting the product out there and I no longer do the research and I expect, you know, it, it has to move with the times. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'll extinct like other products yeah. that we want to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, well you mix it. <laughs> you you mix it. Um mix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that that was one great invention. It it was it was great it was great. The likes of Exit, the likes of To Go, mm. um, you know, that, those platforms were great, man. Yeah. Um, but things happened, you know, yeah. things happened, and it it kind of I think it's more of looking at how other people somehow failed, and look at how. You can actually take because sometimes you don't necessarily need to fail yourself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you look at somebody failing and be like, "I'm not going to take that route because I saw Yolanda failed." Yeah. You know, but sometimes it's just being brave enough to say, um, "There are key things that I can take from um, Yolanda's path and not go the way she did things." You yeah. know, um, probably maybe we would still be using the same platform. Probably, maybe you know, we just, yeah, we, we, we just not, we just don't know what happened. I hear they they sold it, but a lot of stories, um, yeah, uh, are, are they about the the product per se? Yeah. So, I I I get that you now work then, and I get that you like the things that you see, and we 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 are we are growing in. Um, but not not to compare what you guys are doing there. I think you guys are way ahead of us. Um, but we are not. How well, how far are you guys? Well, no, it's fine. They are. <laughs> oh, you are not. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so you are not. <laughs> they are. Oh, okay. So. So, so looking at what what you guys are, are doing, I think I had a conversation with you um, the other time and you touched on, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily need to come up with something new, uh, but you, you can just look at how people, like what, not to mention names, but I am going to drop some companies. You know, um, what Uber and Bolt are doing, it's more or less the same thing. It's just that the other one is a little bit cheaper. Affordable, yeah. you know, other one is a little bit expensive, so they say. Um, but it's really the same concept, it's it's just executed in, in a in a in a different way. And I think that's like one of the things that you were saying, and you were even giving an example about Airbnb, you know. Um, so what 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 do you think um people can actually start doing as um, as far as you know, innovation is is concerned. A lot of people love using innovation. I don't really get it. Is concerned, especially back at home. 
I think right now at this point, um, it's really look looking at an example as we as you mentioned. Like you can look at follow other companies what they're doing or other markets. What's currently hot? What's currently happening? You know. And a lot of times following the news also kind of helps alleviate or like kind of give you ideas as to what to work on next. And I personally, for my end, looking at, um, I'd say from an example for my end, I'd say looking at what's currently happening within the world and the news and watching how technology is evolving for me, because I love IoT, I'm focused on that subject or that topic. You know, I'm looking at what's trending. I'm looking at what's new or what's possibly yet to come. So I feel like having that specific category or specific field that you enjoy doing and you want to improve on, you're obviously going to collect more data on it and see how it improves or fails or what they could have done better. I feel like that kind of helps you to channel you exactly what you should be doing, what new ideas you should be bringing out. All right, in, interesting stuff. It's more of getting the data, uh, more data as, as you can and analyzing the data yeah. and see how whatever that you want to build, um, can you can just you know link it up and just spice it a little bit and, and give it your, your flavor and, and give the products to the people because at the end of the day it needs to get to the people um that that that's 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 great actually and, and very interesting you know as yeah. far as research and needs assessment is concerned mm-hmm. yeah um so in not closing uh but we are heading there um what would be your advice based on the minimal experience that you have so far, um, also working in two countries and being in the industry and yeah, what, what, and, and also being exposed to like to tech ecosystem that are very different. What would be your ultimate, like your advice, you know, um, based on the things that you've seen so far to um, South African, you know, developers and geeks, mm-hmm. and yeah, and and the whole whole people that are that are involved in 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 this tech industry. And focus, because each and every single day we are provided with so many so much information about different frameworks different languages different this and that like literally everything is changing by the second and you can know about them you can hear about those things but you need to give yourself time to rather focus like identify what it is that you want to be doing or what you want to be learning or what you think will be good in the next two years or a year to come and dedicate your time to those things. Because I myself have I've battled, I've battled a lot as to, okay, these are the things that I'm touching on. You know, like I've learned so many things at once, but I'll never get good at them at all. You know, so I started seeing that, okay, currently what my job role is or what I need to do is learn a specific language or let me get good at it, you know, by building things using that, the, the language and the, tools that are involved you know 
just really finding that focus and also just going a step ahead, you know, like getting, acquiring certificates, you know, whether it may be you writing your Java certificate or it might be an AWS cloud certificate, you know, like get, get those, um, um, what do you know, those credits, you know, it helps you build up your confidence and what, in what you know, because you can learn, 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 but not have anything to show, you know, um, I've seen that with me a lot that I'll just get so sidetracked and I've learned so much, but just continuous learning and focus on what you want to achieve and your goals ultimately. Mm, right. Um, this is a very, I'm, I'm going to also take that advice and practice it. Uh, I got to start being certified. <laughs> um, certified. Yeah, no, I got I got I was I was even complaining about my CV today to say there are a lot of things that I think I have done and I've done well. Um, but mm-hmm. they're not even on my CV. I mean, they shouldn't don't yeah. even exist. <laughs> it's like I did not do anything, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so just to like backtrack a little bit, um before before I kinda like you know, close it off. Um, where do you see us at home um, as far as tech is concerned in, in the next two to five years from now? Let's not make 10 years because I know a lot of people are about, you know, the United Nations Sustainable Goals 2030 agenda. Yeah. No, let's not go there. That's too deep. 10 years. No, two, five years from now on. Um, where do you see things? Where do you see they always talk about emerging technologies. Um, where, where do you see us? You know, um, do you see and us? Boy, <laughs> yeah, the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah, <laughs> where do where do you see us? I see. Right now, I feel like we are. People are getting informed right now. We are at that part where we all are getting informed about how the diversity of technology. And I see people rather or startups like now taking initiative and building products that are for us. You know, I see us heading into that route more importantly, you know, building things to cater for us. And it might still take a few more years, but it's like we we woke about it now, you know, so to speak. We're very woke about, hey, we need to start building things for us you know, and it's something that is is heartwarming, you know, it's something that you yourself, like, want to get involved in, you know, you want to be part of the revolution, you want to be part of the newness of technology um, in our country. So I see, yeah, I see us still coming up with innovations that are within our spectrum, like within helping South Africa grow, yeah, and, and, so, and also, okay, cool. Um, you oh, can finish up. <laughs> yeah. Also, what I noticed, um, um, there's this one lady in cybersecurity, and I was, I think that it started that that it started picking up. You know, I think I started knowing more, like maybe two years ago, and now it's like, 
it's something that's picking up in South Africa. You know how we've had many hacks through government government sites and stuff like that. People are now taking uh, like more knowledge on cybersecurity. That's what I'm seeing along the years. Something that's conti- that's going to continuously grow, and um, yeah, something that's yeah. <laughs> I, I I wish. I always have wishes, you know, when I do this um, podcast episodes. So while we're still talking about the growth of, you know, us here big at home, I wish we can start also, because I know when I was attending, I'm still attending um, geek culture events and, and hackathons um, that will preach, you know, secure by design. So it's like, as you'll see, but you need to start thinking about the security while you is still while you're still conceptualizing, you know, what you want to build. But yeah. I somehow wish that people can start thinking about accessibility in the beginning of you know their projects. You know, um, I see us leaving people um, out. You know. Uh, when we build in yeah. this project or this product. So I somehow wish mm-hmm. that um, local geeks can also tap into that space mm-hmm. of making their products be accessible to also, you know, disabled people and, and so forth. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> I thought maybe you wanted to add something on that. Um, just to give us a little plug, Um What's what's we digital and what are you doing there? So we digital is, is basically a playground of all things digital, all things technology. So its aim and focus is to uh, not necessarily introduce people to technology, but literally it's just there as a source of of what's currently happening from your software from gaming to anything related to graphics design, video editing, anything that needs, that has potential to be tapped into within the tech industry. That's what we digital is about. You know, it's, it's just expanding on things that we aren't doing yet in South Africa, you know, and, that those things can range from something as simple as um, more YouTube channels on like tech reviews, stuff like that, you know, things that aren't necessary there, but could be there. You know, it's, it's, it's an open hub for new ideas to emerge that are technology based. And, and it's, it's something that I want to make resourceful to everyone, you know, that, each and every person can use that platform to learn and to expand their skills and knowledge and also their network as well. So it's it's still under construction, but I feel it's about to shape up now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so you touched on editing. Can I, can I editing videos? Can I bring my podcast as well? Bring it. Bring it. I have all the tools. <laughs> Great. I'll so, for you put in some sound background music there everything I, i'm kidding we'll, we'll talk about that off air um wh- where can yeah. people <laughs> where can where can people get hold of you and yeah just just start with that before i i bring in my 
second last or last question i don't know i'm not sure where can people get hold of you um if they want to connect with you i think on twitter streets i'm at aus underscore norma aus norma and um, you can dm me there or just send me a tweet and i'm mostly active there more than any other social pl- platform so that's where you can literally just get me all right and i really forgot what i wanted to say <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god um yeah no what's next what's next for you um what's next what can we expect i know you're also a gamer as well but i am definitely going to invite you again for us to to talk about that i feel i feel the need um but what's more for you what can we expect for me currently um expect me to finally maybe not as soon as i want to but put my the diploma that i'm going to get into practice like what i studied into practice because a lot of what i studied is more hardware and software related you know and currently what i'm doing at work is just strictly software so expect more of projects along the side that are iot related and most probably uh, automation as well but would would have to look at other companies for me to gain that skill but it's me kind of like looking at my other potentials what else i can tap into you know rather than just software engineering and um as you mentioned gaming some it's a hobby that I've gone to love and I want to invest more time in it you know and it's something that I've seen that um it's a great moment to do so now especially now that we are all stuck indoors like <laughs> what better way to just take off stress and just play some games so it's just those few things that I'm that I'm that I think are next per se but career wise it it has to be more leaning to more automation i i to related work that i'm currently doing as a hobby and potentially would want to work in the industry and just doing those things so yeah i think i think one of my last question would be what legacy do you want to leave Sure, that is hard. <laughs> uh, one of the legacies I really want to leave is obviously going to be for girls out there and women out there, and it's 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 me. I want to be able to tap into communities that I'm currently involved in and communities that I'm yet to be involved in. you know and more than anything it is it is something that i've always wanted to do rather and that is to mainly something that's closer to my heart is most of the time we see a lot of women that are very disadvantaged because of the decisions they probably made or decisions that they were put into you know and one of those things that i want to do is provide resources for them you know that can make them work ready even though they don't have the degree for it 
you know, it's one of the things that I'd want to leave behind as sort of a legacy, but not necessarily a legacy, but a reach out that I'd want to do. You know, it's it's still it's still in there. It's just me trying to figure out who to have within that circle, but it's really just helping another fellow sister out there more than anything. That's that's my prime at the moment. Not a question, but why, why, why specifically um, women? Not given history, obviously, and how we. It's only now that fine things we 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 feel as though we much more recognized. But I still feel as though we, as women, we need other women as well to put us up there. We can't just rely on the men getting us up there only, you know. is If another woman can see that, hey, there's this certain woman that I look up to that's doing great things. And they're also helping me get up there, you know. A lot of times we forget that now that we're here, what more can we do for everyone else there, you know. So for me, it's I want to focus on that also to build up confidence in us women, you know, to build up that kind of say that, hey, you know, like taking more credit for the things that we do because we're very shy about it. So a lot of that's why my focus is there, like more than anything, build up confidence and the ability and the can and for them to know that there are people looking out for you and there are people who are there, you know, are willing to assist more than anything, you know. All right. No, it's, it's, I, I, I noted that. Um, I, I heard what you're saying and thank you very much um, for, for, for saying that and for also, you know, want to pay it forward, you know, by helping other women as well. Um, since in, in our country it's like Women's Month, but apart from that, um, more of empowering uh, other women as well. And, yeah. you know, I can talk to you the whole, like, five hours. I know, bro. I know. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately um, it was very great having you here, um, just to pick your mind Same about there. certain things. And that you that you see that you've experienced, and that you are a little bit more informed about. Um, hopefully, you will come back to 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 the show to talk about gaming. Yeah, definitely will do. Thank All you right. so much, Yolanda, for having me here. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Go to our social media platforms at socialgeekza and tell us your thoughts about today's show.